Good morning. It is good. Uh, welcome to Beecher Island Church. If you're new with us, let me just say we are a independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. We trust in this. We preach from this. We teach from this. And we try to stay in His truth, but I will tell you I fall short. That's where I trust in you to help me to stay in His truth. Because you're reading it too. You're in it. You know it. And, uh, and that's where we're at. And Beecher Island... We don't follow any man. We don't follow any uh, theology. Well, I'm, I'm going to... We don't follow any uh, sign on the outside of a church. We follow this. And theology, I'm going to say we don't want to be about, but we want to be about Christ, is what I was trying to say in a theology. Uh, um, and that's where we stand. So, I know Nathan's laughing at me back there, but it's okay. It's, it's Jesus, not theology. So there we go. Um, but welcome this morning. It's good to see every one of you here this morning. It is a true blessing that we can be in the middle of nowhere and yet pack a church. It is so good. And uh, it's all glory to God in that, that uh, that's the way it works. Uh, so, if you will, turn with me to Ephesians. Uh, I told you last week I wasn't sure if I was going to go 26 more weeks or if I was going to try to wrap it up. Well, we're going to wrap up Ephesians today, and I'm a little sad because I love Ephesians. I love that we've gone through this book, and I pray that you haven't just, just let it be Sunday mornings. I pray that you've been in it, that you've been reading it and studying it, and, and that you've, you've grown from it and got questions from it, because I do, and it makes me study more and more, and it is good. But I love Ephesians because Paul really lays it out here. <clears throat> at the beginning Paul says you're a child of God and I want you to know it you're a child of God and I want you to stand in it he lays out that that you are a follower of Jesus Christ if you confess him and in that you are a follower you're a child of God you're a child of God you're a child of God and then, when we get to verse or chapter 4, he says, now that you know you're a child of God because you confess Jesus and you believe in Him, now walk worthy of the calling in which you've been called. See, he even goes on a little further in that. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and the God... And, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen, amen. Right? He says, hey, you were a child of God, now I want you to walk in it. But I want you to walk in it in love. Lifting one another up in love. Encouraging one another in love. <clears throat> and he even goes on further about, about, hey, each one of you are gifted. Each one of you are specifically gifted by God to, to be part of this body, this one body, and that's the body of Christ. You are a new man. 
Lay down the old. Quit dragging it around. Know that you are a child of God. And you are in the newness of Him. And so quit being of the old. And he says, do it, walk in the light, walk in my love. And you will see Christ on your brother and on your sister. He talks about marriage, right? He lays it all out as what the, what the walk in Christ is. We talked about that maybe... Maybe we don't like what Paul has to say about marriage. But how can we not? Men, to love your spouse, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Wives, love your husband as Christ loved the church and submit to that. Then he talks about children and he talks about bond servants, masters. And he says, walk worthy of the calling in which you've been called. Quit being okay with being a mediocre Christian. And step into the faith in which he is calling us to be. Now I'm not saying, and Paul's not saying that you're not going to fall short. He's saying, hey, look, you will fall short. You will fall short of the glory of God. But listen, the good news is that we have a Jesus that forgives us. The good news is that, that we have already been forgiven. The good news is that what we're going to read today, that we can put on the full armor of God. And all those fiery arrows that get flung at us from the evil will fall to the ground. They don't even have an option to try to pierce you. And so if you will, go to Ephesians Chapter 6, and we're going to start in verse 10. And I want you to take this to heart. I, I don't want it to be words that we just read, but I want it to be words that sink in and, and you hear what, what's being said, what, what Paul is laying out. And I want you to be serious about following what Paul's laid out here for us. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the willies of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of the wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God <clears throat> that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me 
that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing. Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you, whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Amen, amen. <laughs> Put on the armor of God. Some people want to say that Paul was probably in chains and looking at a guard when he wrote this. He may have been. I think maybe he had just read Isaiah and he wrote this. We're going to get to that in just a minute, but... Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord, in the power of His might. Look, if you are a Christian, what's a Christian? One who follows Jesus. One who confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart that God raised Him from the dead. You're a Christian. You're a follower. So stand in His power is what He's saying. If you confess Christ, stand in His power because we are weak. We, we, we fall short. We are weak. But His power is so strong. His power is almighty. That's the power I want to stand in. My own strength, it's pitiful. I don't care if you are in the thousand pound club in the gym. All right, You, you can lift a thousand pounds with what? Three different lifts. Your power is still worthless. I but Christ's power, Christ's power is amazing. But he says here, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the willies of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of the wickedness in the heavenly places. Look, we don't fight against people. Yeah, that's what it looks like, right? The fight that we see is between two people standing in the flesh. We don't need to be fighting inside of our church. Not that we are. Don't take it that way. We, we don't need to be fighting, right? Because our battle is against the wicked one, against the devil, against those who mean no good at all. I said this morning in class that The devil was kicked out of heaven. Some numbers that we have are a quarter of a billion angels that were sent out with him. His cronies are trying to deceive you and deceive everybody that it walks this earth, that confesses Christ. And if you confess Christ and you're not having the devil push you away from him, get into this a little more. Start, start praying a little more. Get into it more. Because if you're seeking Christ with everything you have like He calls us to, you're going to have some, you're going to have some cronies trying to knock you down. But they have no power is the good thing. Because you see, as Christians, we don't need to worry. We don't need to, to worry about the demons, 
We don't need to worry about the evil and give him any power at all. Because in the armor of God, we have all that we need, all that we need to be on guard to battle against him. So we don't need to spend any time worrying or being concerned with his cronies. We just don't. But he says this, therefore take up the whole armor of God. It's the second time now he said it. Not just parts of it. Don't just put on a couple of these pieces that that he's going to list out here. But he says, I want you to put on every piece there is. When a soldier goes to battle, he's going to put up all of his armor. He's not going to leave some behind, right? Put it all on. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand. Stand in Christ. That's what he's saying. Stand in Christ. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. What truth? This truth right here. His truth. The truth of His Word. Are you in this? Are you studying it? Are you letting it just be a book? Or are you letting it be the living Word that it is? Reading it. Getting into it. Letting it, letting it be something that, that we want to study. That we have a craving for this meat. His truth. Because His truth is amazing. When you don't know something, it's here. It's here. Maybe not in the exact words you want an answer, but it's here. Are you in His truth? Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. I want you to know that Jesus put on that plate of righteousness first. Isaiah 59 17 says this. Isaiah 59, 17 says, For he, for Jesus, put on righteousness as a breastplate. He did it first. And he put it on and kept it on. And now we are called to put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Second Corinthians 5:21 says, "For he, for God, for God made him, Jesus, for God made Jesus, who knew no sin, he was perfect, who knew no sin to be sin for us, because we are not perfect. We need a savior for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We are not righteous. We are not righteous. Romans 3, Romans 3.10, There is none righteous, no, not one. But if you keep on reading in Romans 3, verse 21 and following, it says this. I want you to hear this. Roman, if you're trying to get there, Romans 21, I'll slow down a little bit. I'm just excited this morning, all right? Romans 3, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. How do you get it? Believe. 
leave. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood. That's one of them big Christian words. Propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness. God's righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness. That he, that God might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Look, we are not righteous, but Jesus is. His breastplate. The breastplate of righteousness we can put on and we can stand in His righteousness because of what He has done. Not because of what we've done. But He is righteous. There's nothing you can do to be righteous. But Jesus makes us righteous. And so you can put on the breastplate of righteousness when you have faith in Him and you believe. His righteousness. And it is amazing. Stand in His righteousness is what Paul is saying. Stand in it. And he goes on. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Be ready. Be ready to speak about Jesus and His love and what He's done for you. Man, I think we fall short in this, you know what? I think we fall short in, in putting the in shoeing our feet. If you want to look at it as as my family, when we go rodeo, we make sure that Tabby puts shoes on our horses so that we can be ready to roll. We don't want a lame horse because we didn't put shoes on that horse and goes and walks on rocks and gets stone bruises, and now we can't rodeo. No, we put shoes on that horse so that horse is good to roll and we're ready to go rodeo. Are, are you putting shoes on your feet with the gospel of the peace of Jesus Christ so that when your mouth opens it can be bold as Paul prayed <laughs> the other day at our house a gentleman was there I've been I'm wanting I've been wanting to tell him about Jesus and and we're standing there, and it's him and Christy and myself. And Christy said, hey, do you have a home church? Because we would love for you to come to Beecher Island. I took a lesson from my wife right there. She said, we would love to have you. Why don't we do that? And I'm not talking about inviting them to Beecher alone, but inviting them to Jesus because you know what? That opened that door and then we had, a, we had a conversation about Jesus. And it was awesome. Are we shoeing our feet with, with the preparation to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ? 
Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all, listen to it, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What did Paul lay out to the church at Ephesus in the beginning? That you are a child of God. If you confess that Jesus is Lord, you are a child of God. Do you stand in it? Do you pick up that shield of faith and say, I know that I trust Jesus. I trust Him with everything that I have. And I walk in Him. And I stand in Him. Because if you pick up that shield of faith that says, Jesus, you are my Savior. You are my God. I'm going to walk in you. There's not a single dart of the evil one that can penetrate that shield. When we walk out the door, do we leave it sitting there on the floor? And go walk around the world? Or do we pick it up and put it in front of us and walk through our day? Sometimes I'll admit I leave it there. Man, I want to pick it up every day and walk with that in front of me because there's not an arrow that'll penetrate it. When I walk with that shield of faith and take up the helmet of salvation, back to do you believe? Do you have assurance that you have salvation? Your assurance is this. Do you believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe that God rose Him from the grave? If your answer is yes, your assurance is in Him. There's not a checklist. There's not not anything that you need to, well, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. No. The helmet of salvation is you believe in Jesus and you walk in Him. Put it on. Put it on. Put on the assurance of of knowing that Jesus is your Lord. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Even the devil knows this. And he's not afraid to use it. He showed us that when he tempted Jesus. And Jesus said, you fool. You're going to tempt me with God's word? How about you put it in the right context? And I'm going to teach you what God's word says. And the devil was defeated. Well, he's going to be defeated. The devil then was not able to tempt him. Do you know the truth? Do you pick up the sword of the Spirit and read it and study it? And listen, you don't got to pick it up and read 10 chapters every day. Pick it up and read one verse. Give God five minutes every day. Give God five minutes every day of you reading for five minutes. Maybe it's just one verse and you spend five minutes, the rest of the, the, the other four minutes praying. But give Him five minutes of your morning. Give Him five minutes of your morning and make sure you pick this up. Read it. Make a habit of it. Because you see, that's where the armor ends. 
But I think there's one more. Praying. It's not part of the armor, but that armor's no good if we don't do the next. Praying. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You see, that prayer is not for us to say, God, please, man, let me, let me have a car. I, re I really need a car. Maybe you do need a car. But if you're only praying to get a car, your heart is wrong. What I want to say in that is that make sure that your heart in that prayer is molding your heart to come into the will of God. Allow your heart to change to see where God wants you, where He needs you, where He wants you to be with all that armor on so that you can go and be a disciple of Christ in your everyday doing. Praying. Praying. Are we making it that a priority in our lives that, man, we armor up and we spend a little time in prayer and then we go on and conquer the world? Right? Because I'll tell you what, this, this world is full of all those cronies, right? And they're going to try to deceive you. They're going to try to knock you down when, when things are going good. And I'm just going to tell you right now that, that I've heard people say in our church that, man, it's going good. There's lots of people coming. It's really good. We better be on guard. You better be on guard always. But I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about anybody coming and destroying the church. I, I'm not worried about that because my eyes are up here on God. And if your eyes are out here on the world and about maybe somebody coming in and trying to hurt this church, get your eyes up. Get your eyes up on Him and, and armor up and stand in Him and be in prayer that our hearts are on Him and He'll take care of the cronies. We don't need to. I want to encourage you to put your eyes on Christ in your life, in your church, in your everyday walk. And put that armor on and stand. And stand in Him. And any day, any part of your day that you're struggling, pray. Pray. I know we always say, oh, it's the last thing we do. Why? Why? Stop and pray. He's right there. You don't even got to take your cell phone out. You can just call Him. Talk. I want to invite the praise team to come on up. But I want to encourage you to be serious about where you're standing. To be serious about your walk. And I'm not saying that you're not. Please don't take it that way. But I want you to be serious about knowing that you are a child of God. That if you confess Him, that you know, you know, you know that you are His child. And there's no question, because you stand in Him. And when, when you are a child of God, then you can put on the armor and walk in Him. You can put on the armor and stand in what He says you are, His child. And then you don't have to stand in your own power. You can stand in His.
And whatever, whatever the devil and all his cronies try to get you to do, or try to, he can't be in you, I want you to know that, but whatever he tries to divert you by other people or by other things, whatever this world throws at you, the, the trials and the struggles and the, and the things of this world, because they're going to come. But know that in him, his power is amazing. And his power will walk you through whatever battles you're facing. I don't care if it's your marriage, your business, work, financial struggles. Maybe it's your spiritual walk. Stand in Him. And in Him will be every answer. And in Him, there's all the love that you need to work through anything that you might be facing. But stand in Him. And if you're not doing that, today's the day to stand in Him. Today's the day to change it. Today's the day to say, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of God, and I want to walk in you, and I want to stand in you. And God, I need all that armor. All that armor that you talk about, I want it. Put it on. Stand in Him. And if you want to confess Him today, and you want, you want to help with that, I would love for you to come forward, and I would talk with you about that. About what it means to make Jesus Lord of your life. If you need prayers with anything else, I want to help you. I, I and, and the leadership of this church want to stand with you in prayer. So if you need that, please come forward. We would love to stand and pray with you. But let's go to him right now. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can put on this armor that you give. It's not our armor. It, it, it's not of the world, but it's of you. And it's amazing. It's amazing that you give that to us. When we are your child, you say, here, I'm here for you, and I'm going to give you all this armor to go into the world and stand strong in me. God, I pray for that, that power that you pour out. I pray that I stand in it. I pray that I pick up the armor every morning and I, and I walk out the door with it. And that's you, Jesus. That's you. God, help us all to do that. Help us all to stand in you and whatever things of this world, the problems, the trials, the struggles, the, the difficulties, the good times. Help us to stand in your power and know that every one of them can be worked through. Every one of them can be knocked down. Every one of them, you will guide us through. God, help us to turn to you wholeheartedly. Put on the armor of God and be in prayer with you as we walk through this journey of life. God, thank you for it. Thank you for it. God, I pray that every person here just has their eyes on you and not, not, on, not on the things of this world, but on you as we, as we journey, Father. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for every person here, Lord. And I pray that your love this morning has felt so strong by each person here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.